welcome back to Space Case, the space opera podcast and stream and YouTube show. I am Charlie Chop Chop, the game master of Space Case, and I am joined today by the lovely cast of Space Case. Uh, I'll introduce them to y'all real quick. Of course, we have Guy Flanell here playing, uh, excuse me, we have Ruben here playing Guy Flanell. How are you doing, Ruben? I mean, at this point... Like, I don't even know who's who. I don't know if I'm Guy or Guy is me. At, all, at this point, we're just the same. It's blending together. Uh, we have Rara uh, playing Karate Junction. Hello, Rara. Hello. We have uh, Falseries here as Hikari Jinsoku. Hello, I'm Falseries. And we have uh, Easy Easy E Sailor here. Uh, is your middle name E? That'd be great. Easy, like E Sailor. I like it. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Um, my middle name is Z. My first name is E. Sailor. Uh, excuse me. And he'll be playing Jupiter Dangle um, this evening. Yeah, so Space Case is a podcast where we play a sci-fi role-playing game called Stars Without Number. Our particular genre is kind of a bumbling, ragtag group of heroes, uh, would-be heroes, in a space opera type setting. And when we left off last time, we were in a casino called Vlad's Place. And Vlad's Place is a abandoned asteroid base mining and refining facility that has been repurposed by this man Vlad as a casino, a strip club, a bar, kind of a resort, but not really. Um, and you all went to visit there, or rather were stranded in the asteroid belt nearby um, and needed to look for a new ship. So yeah, last time we left off with you in the casino, quite a few things happened. Uh, Hikari had a, because he is a former professional gamer, uh, had a meeting with the game-obsessed Vlad himself. Um, it was granted a VIP pass and was supposed to meet with Vlad the next morning, I believe, concerning playing in a high-stakes game and also concerning uh, kind of whether your compatriots that you're here with are a security threat or not. Um, we left off with Guy in the med bay because Guy faked a heart attack. Guy, why did you fake a heart attack again? What were you trying to distract from? I can't remember now. Yeah, I was trying to get a VIP pass, so I faked a heart attack, and then I believe I faked. I don't remember what else I faked, but I faked something else in order to get. I think I faked a seizure, maybe, uh, in order to get uh, to steal a VIP pass. It was kind of all the same event, though. Yeah, you kind of you were yeah. having a, a moment, and some guards drug you off to the med bay, and you swiped one of their security passes um, on the way. Uh, we left uh, Karate uh, front row and center at the VIP stripper stage uh, where Aurora was dancing. This girl who we know is a new employee here at Vlad's. There's some mystery surrounding her. Some strange cloaked figures have been asking about her, saying it's the runaway daughter, um, that kind of thing. Everyone kind of seems to be here for the same girl. So uh, Karate's checking that out. We left her, like, literally, I think, as you sat down at the stripper stage last time, um, once you had made it into the VIP area. Uh, and Jupiter had made it to a fellow named Eddie's apartment. Eddie, a former hacker, um, also known as Nova, um, is apparently some kind of weird drug kingpin here. And he has like a suite, not down in the casino, but actually up in the biosphere entryway, <clears throat> which was a lot more lavish. And that's where you got taken to by a waitress you became friends with named Sal. Um, she took you to Eddie's place, and you were trying to get Eddie to help you make a phone call, right, to Canos, which is yep. has kind of blocked off communications right now because they're basically committing acts of war against other planets. 
Um, so that is pretty much where we left off. Now, before we actually jump into the play, I want to talk about goals for you guys. <clears throat> now, did we talk about goals last session or give XP at all? No. Okay, I think we're supposed to, though. Some people worked towards their goals or even completed them, if I remember. Um, so let's start with Guy. Guy, I know your one of your goals was to pull a caper or steal something, right? Yeah, my goal was to steal something, and technically I've, I've taken something, but uh, you and I were talking, and I haven't actually left with it yet, so I haven't technically stolen anything yet. Sure. I mean, I don't know. You pulled that off. I, I, I feel like we could give you the points for stealing something if you wanted. Like, at this point, you've fully taken it, really. I, I yeah, feel I'll like... take it. So, what was... Did we set an XP level for that goal? I believe we did. I'm pulling up my sheet right now. Okay. Um, I think it was probably just one XP, but yeah, you can go ahead and give yourself an XP there. That might, I don't know where, where everyone's levels are. Is anyone level two? I think Jupiter is. I am as how, well. How many XP does it take to level up? Three. I think usually three. I think it changes then from I, level to level. I am also level two then, because I now have five XP. Okay, cool. So we need to level you up. I don't know. I thought maybe we already had done that. Um... Yeah, I thought he had. Um, I have. I'm I looking at my my class ability, and it says level two. Okay. I mean that you could technically have that on level one. It just depends. But up at the top, uh, next to my name, though, uh, level. Two. All right. Um, so think about a new goal to set for this session while we go around and talk about everyone else's stuff. Um, for a minute, uh, let's jump over to Jupiter. Jupiter, what were your goals that you may have worked towards or accomplished? Um, I was working towards making contact with a uh, with a legion of Kanos in some way. Okay. Yeah. So I don't think we've gotten there yet. Not quite. You're on the way. I what did we set a point total for it? Uh, no. You said we'd worry about it later. Okay. Yeah, I feel like. Um, that's probably like a, a two point or maybe even a, I'm going to say three XP point goal. That's a pretty, pretty tough one. So um, I kind of want to give you a point for working toward it, but instead I'm just going to make it a three XP goal instead of two. So once you do complete it, you'll get one more. Um, so we don't need to necessarily set a new one for you yet, unless you want to add something else on top of it for this session. Um, No, I mean, I my character is fairly focused on that. Adding something else isn't. Okay. Doesn't seem right. Karate, uh, yours was to just gamble, I think, right? Yeah, win a game of blackjack. Oh, but did you... I don't think you guys won. I think you all lost, right? We all lost pretty badly. Yeah, we, like, lost all our money. Um, I think uh, just for, like, trying or working towards it, I'll give you an XP for, like, following through with your goal last session. Even if you didn't succeed, if you had won the game, I would give you two. But instead, I'll give you one XP. Sweet. I'll put it... And uh, same thing, why don't you think about possibly something, I mean, you want to accomplish for this session, um, goal-wise, that we can set XP for it, while we talk to Hikari um, about what your goals were for last session. Um, I, uh, I think um, the only one that applies is the Obtain Own Ship one for 3 XP, but um, that's... I had the wind space battle for six, discover the tree's origin for two, and obtain own ship for three. The space battle one we had set at six? That seems high. 
Yeah, I think so too. Um, I think that one should probably be three XP, especially since the tree is only two, and that's probably going to take even longer than the space battle goal. Okay. Uh, and getting your own ship, what did we have that set at? Three. Okay, that could remain your goal um, if you want. I'll let you add one session goal on top of that if you want to. Um, I don't really have anything in mind except for the, the game that we're going to play. Okay. If I win the game, I get my ship. So. So that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So. Um, also, um, I took Starfarer level two instead of a new focus when I leveled up. Okay. When did you level up? That was a while uh, back, right? Yeah, a while back. I, I just didn't get. Um, I just didn't update my focuses okay. and stuff. So I, I took that. And what does Starfarer level two give you? Uh, double your pilot skill for all spike drill related skill checks spike drives of ships you navigate are treated as one level higher thus a drive one is treated as a drive two up to a maximum of drive seven spike drills you personally oversee take only half the time they would otherwise require so technically you all could get out of the Vols asteroid belt now with that capability with the ship you already have um but you don't have to, since your goal is to get your own ship that you're the pilot of. Um, but so let's go back. Who was gonna set a new goal, guy? Um, I mean, I don't really have an idea for a new goal yet. To be totally honest, kind of, I'm not really sure where this is going. Um, so I don't have like a specific goal. I think right now my goal would still just be kind of like get off, uh, get out of Blad's place alive, like and and officially steal something like you know what i mean mm -hmm. so get out of vlad's place alive is that one of your goals already i don't think so give me one sec so we could set that as one i think like what would what would guy's immediate focus be now so first of all what was guy's um motivation for getting into the vip area what was it back there that he wanted to get more info about uh he didn't he literally just wanted to take something, and it looked important, so he took it. Okay. Um, he knew that karate was trying to get into the VIP section. Okay. So he was going to end up giving the pass to karate. Okay. Um, so, I mean, would one of Guy's immediate motivations be to help karate continue investigating, or? I would say it's help karate get into the VIP section. Okay. Um, I think she's already in there at this point. So, and you're actually in the med bay, kind of out back of the VIP. Um, <clears throat> so maybe I would say it could just be to help help um, Karate discover more about Aurora. Or yeah, I would say that. Or because uh, Guy like likes to take care of uh, the crew, almost like get everyone out of here safely. Could okay. be like a pretty good uh, thing specifically for him, but I also like the idea of like helping Karate find out more about Aurora. Sure. Another thing to consider is Octavia's still here somewhere, and you haven't seen her in a while. Um, keep that in mind as well. If that might could, I also have maybe help Aurora because I know that I guy hears that there's this girl in trouble. <clears throat> yeah. Um, sure. I think that's a great goal. Why don't you put help Aurora for? 2 XP. Cool. Or maybe find out how to help Aurora, even, for... I'm going to say one. Because she's obviously got something weird going on. And let's do Karate. Did you think of anything, possibly, for this session? Um, if you can qualify, um, like, 
finding out what the deal is with Aurora, like if she needs saving or not, and then saving her if that's the case. I think that's, yeah, pretty straight, like obvious, you know what I mean? The obvious one for you, and that makes sense. So yeah, you can just put um, like discovering the truth about Aurora or discovering Aurora's background or situation, okay. you know, figuring out Aurora's situation and trying, we'll just say that, not even helping, but just getting to the bottom of it really first. <clears throat> and that'll be, I'll give you one X, two XP for doing that as well. And yeah, so that's good. So now we have some goals set for this session. Like I said, we left Guy in the med bay. We left Jupiter in Eddie's apartment right as he was sitting down on the couch to kind of chat with Eddie about um, using this phone. We have Karate at Aurora's VIP stage watching her dance. And we have Hikari who's just left Vlad's office and re-entered the casino uh, looking for your companions. But Hikari, I believe he did give you a VIP pass, yeah? Yes, he did. And uh, rooms. Well, room for me. Right on. Um, so, yeah, we'll pick up there. Uh, I mean, who wants to jump in first? Uh, Hikari, I think, maybe. Why not? What do you... Um, so you kind of come back from this meeting with Vlad. He tells you that he wants to game with you. He wants to have this high-stakes game. He's fine betting a ship instead of money. Um, but before he does that, he wants to take some time to make sure the people you're traveling with are safe. Not going to fuck up his casino or his equity, or if they should even be allowed in the VIP area. Um, and he said he'll have a meeting with you to come back the next morning. So it's still, like, you know, nighttime, like maybe getting to 10 o'clock at night now. Um, you come out on, like, the steel catwalk over the entire, like, open casino room. Um, and you come down the metal staircase, uh, what do you do? So I'm in the main casino area? Yeah, and it's like getting kind of at its peak at this time of night, you know what I mean? The music is as loud yeah. as it's gonna be, it's like fully dark in here, people are like really getting, the crowd is getting thick as you kind of like scan across the top of the heads as you come, you know, down from this, this uh, metal kind of okay. staircase. Can I make a notice check to see if I see any of my crew members uh, um, in the main room? Or I saw a guy being taken to the med thing, correct? Uh, yeah, if you want if you want to say that, yeah, sure. I'm sure that's yeah. probably about how the timing worked out. So you saw a guy get drugged yeah. through the VIP door by kind of this more important looking guard fella. This is the guy who was checking IDs by the door. Um, and probably immediately after you saw um, karate go through the door as well with a VIP pass. Okay, and I, I didn't see Jupiter. You, you don't see Jupiter anywhere. Yeah. Okay, I'll um I'll head to the VIP room while texting on my compad to everyone. Um, you know where they are. I have uh, news for them and stuff specifically for the other three. Okay. So, um. So you each get like a, a blip blip on your compad. And it's Hikari. And what does it say exactly? It says... It says, um, got access to VIP room, smiling emoji, smiling emoji. Um, we need to formulate a plan. I have info. Uh, that's it. Okay. And before we... We'll jump into everyone else's kind of stories in a minute. But, is it, but does anyone text him back immediately? Oh, yeah. Guy responds uh, with... Hold on. It says, hi, this is Guy. I am texting you. I am faking being sick. I am not really sick. I am in med bay. I have VIP card. 
once again, this is guy. Thank you. And then like six completely like unrelated emojis. <laughs> All right. Anybody else going to text back or no? You guys are too busy. Uh, yeah. I'll text back. I'll just say in VIP room. Okay. Yeah, Jupiter's just not going to respond. Uh, not even his his compad's on silent anyway. It's not trying not to give himself away. Okay. Yeah. So you get immediate replies from two of them, Hikari, but no answer from Jupiter. Okay. I'll um. I'll so yeah. I'll head to. I'll I'll keep heading for the VIP room. Um, trying to stay out of the the eyesight of Octavia and any dust wolves I see. So you're trying to avoid Octavia. Yeah, just stay out of sight from her and uh, any of the dust wolves. So the dust wolves, you do see them, um, like their crowd has grown kind of thicker. Um, why don't you do two different things for me? Why don't you make a notice? I'm going to say intelligence check for memory recall. Six. Okay. So with the six, uh, you do notice... Um, that you recognize two of the faces in this like larger group of dust wolves. They don't even seem like they're gambling anymore. They're gathered in like a huddle on one side of the room and they're all chatting uh, quite energetically amongst themselves. Um, and you notice the two of their faces you recognize um, from the Nightingale. Now the other check I was gonna have you make if you're trying to not be seen by them or Octavia, why don't you go ahead and make a stealth check for me as well. Sneak, uh, I'm gonna say, Dexterity, you could also use a sneak, like charisma, to blend in. Seven, Seven. Is more like it. So yeah, you notice two of these dust wolves, and as you sneak by, like they're all kind of arguing amongst each other, like I said, quite energetically. And the boss guy, who I think you saw storm in earlier and storm up the walkway to Vlad's place, um, he's like yelling at a few of them, and then they kind of break, like they kind of do a little huddle break and they all move out in separate directions, um, spreading out throughout the casino room, like they're looking for someone. But, so why don't you explain, how do you like sneak away around them? Okay, so as they break, I want to try and find like uh, the Assassin's Creed, like find a group to just sort of place myself in. Mm -hmm. And I still have the whiskey that I had from earlier, so I'm just like, uh, going um <laughs> like uh fake laughing at their jokes and like uh sort of patting them on the back and these people are like who's this guy he's like uh and i i do that to each group that i can as i get closer and closer to the vip room and as soon as i get within like uh arm's reach of the uh card swipe thing i'll swipe my card and i'll head in all right, as you are blending in with this crowd and kind of sifting through the crowd of this room, you see Octavia pass right by you, walking with a purpose towards the elevator door where you came in from the upstairs in the biodome. And you notice that she has her gun pulled and in her hand as well, a pistol. And she walks through the elevator door and leaves the room, going back towards the biosphere. Okay. Um... I, I don't react at all. Yeah, you just slip right past her in this crowd of people. And once you get to the VIP door, you swipe your pass and the door like opens in front of you. And inside okay. you just see like the darks, the darkness of this strip club. And right in front of you, directly in front of you, the very first stage, you see this beautiful like short redheaded 
short red-haired girl dancing and sitting there right in front of her on a couch um is karate karate how are you sitting like are you like <laughs> like leaned up on the like just like this dude <laughs> yeah so you see karate sitting there like splayed out on a couch watching this girl dance okay um knowing that guy's fine i'll go up and walk walk up to her and uh and I do the head nod, and I, I look at the dancer, and I just point to her, and I point to the dancer, and I do the thumbs up and eye wiggle. It's like, how's it going, karate? Yeah, I just give them a little hang loose. So, um, I have exciting news, um, but news that would probably be worth telling to everyone in a place that we wouldn't be a scene. So um, if you want, I'll, I'll gather everyone else and then we can go talk somewhere. I have uh, Vlad gave me a private room. All right, cool. I'm just going to charge like a bunch of drinks on this VIP card, though. Okay. Do you want anything? Um, Give me a double of their, their best whiskey. You got, you got it, dude. So cool. And karate like slots a chip and a little robot like, like comes out to you with like a tray like two minutes later with a, with a drink on it. I'll take the drink. I'll finish my drink I had, and then I'll take that one and start walking towards the med bay. You don't. You don't have dual wield. <laughs> no, I, I have to keep one hand free in case I need to pull up on somebody. You know what I'm saying? All right. Um, so what do you do next, Hikari? Uh, do you? I'll head to med bay just to get a guy out of any trouble he might be in. And just to get everybody together. So you survey the room and you see the only there's only two doors that leave this room other than the one you came in. So there's the door you came in, and then there's a door to your right that says champagne room, like sprayed across it. Spray painted really cheaply. And then there's a back, like high security door um, in the very back of the room that's smaller and it has like yellow and black striped tape all surrounding it. And it says security area you know, uh, authorized personnel only on the front of the door. You don't see any obvious entrance to the med bay. Okay. Um, is there a coat check? There is not that you can see. There's a small bar in one corner, like built into some duct pipes that come out of the wall and twist in like an L shape. Okay. And there's a service bot. There is there. Yeah. Manning the bar. Yes. Okay. I'll go up to the, uh, service bot and ask, um, yeah, so uh I think my my uncle got taken to your med bay. Um I'm sorry, it's his birthday and I'm kind of worried about him. So uh if you could direct me to that, I'll uh I'll see about uh getting him taken care of, please. Um the bot's face. By the way, I opened up a section of the map for you guys down there so you can see kind of what the private room looks like. So the robot bartender in the corner, you approach the bar and you start talking to him and like question marks just start popping all up across the screen that it has for a face. And then text pops up and it says, um, do you want a drink today, sir? Or are you requesting a manager? Question mark. Uh, yes, I like your, I already have a drink. Thank you. Um, I'd like to see your manager, please. The bot like displays just like a hold on, like blinking on its face and it reaches down and presses a button in on the counter and then it goes back to its its work um, and for a few minutes you stand there waiting until um, a gentleman 
comes walking in through the VIP door that you came in through as well. And you recognize this is the pit boss that was in the other room. His name was, uh, we couldn't actually remember his name. I went back and listened. Originally his name was Billy, but we decided his name was Gary. So his name is now Billy Gary. Um, he comes Billy Gay? He comes walking in this buff guy with a shaved bald head um, and a very tight-fitting, nice-looking tuxedo. Comes, like, lumbering in, like, looks across the room over to you at the bar as he, you know, like, storms towards you. And he walks up and he's like, yeah? Are you the one that rang for a manager? He's like, what the fuck is the problem? Everybody's got a problem today. Hey, that's that's not a nice way to treat Vlad's esteemed guest. Um, my my uncle was taken to your med bay. Um, I think he might have been gotten sick or something. I need to collect him and see if he's okay. I just need directions to your med bay and then I'll be out of your hair, I promise. Billy Gay. Well, actually, I got instructions from Vlad that until we can clear your friends as not being security problems, that uh, we're going to keep your friend Guy in the med bay. That's completely fine. I just want to check up on him and see if he's okay. He's fine. Trust me. I got word that he woke up as soon as he got back. It's kind of a freak thing. They don't really know what's wrong with him, actually. He uh, he has epilepsy. Uh, the flashing lights uh, gets his seizures all up in a tittle. Yeah, well, he didn't seem to respond to any kind of seizure medication. I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor, but we're going to hold on to him for at least four more hours. He'll be at the meeting tomorrow morning with you and Vlad. Anything else I can do for you? Well, Billy Gay, you seem like a, a very busy man, and I don't want to keep you uh, out of whatever business you may have. So, uh, yeah, you, yes, you are dismissed. So, Karate, when you're sitting on the couch and this man walks in, you recognize this as the guy that caught you sneaking into a back area you weren't supposed to be in before. And he actually told you you were not allowed to have a VIP pass. I don't know if you... I'm sure Karate would remember that because it was just like an hour prior. Do you try, like he walks past you as he comes in, he walks right past you and doesn't see you. But now he's like, you know he's gonna come back out a minute later. Do you try and hide or blend in or like just hope he doesn't notice you? Um, could I just do like a, um, a notice check for if there's like someone left a coat or something or like a hat that I can like just throw on my head or over my shoulders or something. I'll say uh, a luck a luck saving throw instead. What was your luck saving throw? No, <laughs> absolutely not. You like look around like for a house plant, a fucking cushion you can pull off the couch, anything. There's nothing. You could probably like try it, like get up and actually hide on the other side of the stage, like crouch down. But as far as just something nearby to throw over yourself or obscure yourself, no. Okay, well, I kind of just, like, get lower in my seat and just kind of, like, start scooching under the... T is there a table in front of me? Am I scooching under a table? No, it's just, like, a stage right in front of Damn you. It. And then a couch. Like I said, you could sneak around to the other side of the stage and, like... Yeah, I'll do that. And, hi and hide. All right, why don't you make a... I'm going to have you make a, a sneak check, a sneak dexterity check. There we go. We'll use your second one because a zero is not possible. I think something went wrong with the program there. Because you, the lowest possible you could get is a one. Um, so you got an eleven when I rolled it from your character sheet, which is okay. Very good. Definitely more than enough. So yeah, you like run around the back side of the stage, stage and like crouching, like sneak around 
kind of the edge of the stage, peeking over the top across, you know, like the dance area at um, Billy Gary as he like walks away from Hikari and exits the room for the VIP. And just as like you kind of slip around the corner, um, you bump into someone like standing right next to you. It's like trying to sneak away from you. Bump into someone standing next to you that you didn't notice. And you look up and it's Octavia standing there. And she looks down at you and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, what the fuck are you doing? I'm doing what we came here to do. I'm trying to find a ship. You're sneaking around in the VIP area? Are you trying to get us kicked out of here? No, no, don't worry about it. Nobody saw me. I'm just hanging out, you know? Uh, okay, whatever you say. What, what have you found out so far? Um, there's some, like, weird possible, like, trafficking situation that we might be involved in now. Trafficking? What do you mean? Uh, as in humans, as in uh, the dancer with the red hair might be in trouble. She like looks over your shoulder and Aurora is dancing right there behind you. And she's like, okay, well, I didn't come here to free enslaved humans. I came here to get us out of this asteroid belt and on our way to Asta. So if you want to start helping with that, we can all get out of here before we get killed. Uh, all right, I guess I could... I guess, but we should really find out because, like, that girl could be in real trouble, you know? Well, I mean, we'll see, but there's more pressing things at hand. See, I, uh, and then I think at this point she probably notices Hikari, because Hikari, you're standing nearby, right? Yeah, I was heading back, uh, from the bar to, uh, to where I last saw. Karate. Karate, yeah. Yeah, so they're, like, right, right there. And so you walk up and they're talking and Octavia says, oh, good, you're here too. Well, listen. I got some news. I found my friend Nova. They call him Eddie now. I guess that's his real name. Anyway, he's working for Vlad, some sort of weird drug kingpin. He might be involved in your little trafficking scheme, Karate, who knows. Anyway, he's living upstairs in the biosphere. There's apparently some kind of suites up there. Anyway, they won't let me up there, so I need you all to help me. We're going to break in. So he's in the... He's in the area of, uh, to you, Charlie, uh, he's in the area that, uh, the, v- the VIP rooms are in? No, no, upstairs. The in, in upstairs? The, in the biosphere, like, where you entered in, there was, like, this nice, like, desert biosphere area built okay. into a cliff. And, like, in the cliff wall in the back of the biosphere, there's stairs that wind up into it and go away into, like, penthouses up there that aren't part of the casino downstairs. Um, and she's like, yeah, the damn guards won't let me upstairs at all. If you go in that fucking biosphere, they just got it so well guarded. But you're going to help me break in. We're going to get to Eddie, whether he likes it or not. Well, let's hold on. I, I have a, a way of getting a ship, but it's going to it's gonna cost us a couple of days time. Um, Vlad's invited me to play in a high stakes game with a benefactor that uh, if I win, we get a new ship. Well, I get a new ship. Okay. How does that do me any good? You gonna take me all the way to Astra Prime? It's a ship with a better spike drive than what your ship has, so... How do I know I can trust you to take me where I need to go? I have to get Ned back right away. Listen, you don't have to trust me. You don't have to do anything. I'm just saying that I'll have a new ship, and if everything goes according to plan, then I'll be happy to give you a hitch. I'll, I'll be happy to give you and everyone else a ride to Astra Prime. That's a long ways away. That's like months of travel. You're really willing to do that. 
Well, with my skills, it'll probably cut the time in half. Hmm. You were pretty handy with the spike drive before, but I don't know. I'm going to do this. You do what you need to. I'm going to do what I need to. Eddie owes me a fucking favor. Well, just so you know, Vlad's watching everyone that we came in with. And if any of you try and, and jeopardize your situation, then the game's off and then there's no ship that we can have. Ugh. Well, I'm glad that you're calling attention to me. You're really, really helping my plans here, Hikari. Well, you we all called attention to ourselves because he's got this place wired up like a prison, so he knows everyone who walked in together. And he's currently doing background checks on everyone to make sure that they're eligible to come to the VIP. She's like, hmm. She looks around like the VIP room, like up at the ceiling for cameras, and she's like, I'm going back to the ship for a little bit. I need to talk to I need to talk to Ned and Celia. And possibly okay. and possibly phone back to Free Home. I'm sorry. I just I don't know what to fucking do. I need my own ship here, Hikari. I hope you can understand. No hard feelings to you, but I gotta go do this. Well we well we can tow your ship to Astra Prime with our ship. You can't tow my ship through Metaspace. Is the ship you're getting gonna have ship attachments? Is it gonna be a frigate class? They're not giving you a frigate. Yeah, they might. They haven't shown me the ship, but he says it's uh top top of the line. I'm going back. To, he, I'm going back to the Panther. I'll be back later tonight. Okay. Well, it's two days into the game. Uh, try not to do anything that'll get you or any of us in trouble. And uh, we'll, uh, God willing, we'll be out of this in two days. She looks over at Karate and she's like, "What about you? You want to help me? Are you going to stick around and let him play his little game and hope that that's your ticket out of here?" Um, I gotta say, like, I'm I'm at a loss here. I'm gonna leave it up to the rest of my team that I came with because, you know, they deserve my loyalty. I just kind of met you, so... they We've we've been through an adventure together, and we kind of need each other on this one. Okay, well, how about this, Karate? I'll tell you what. You help me get to Eddie, I'll help you get her out of here. And she points at the red-headed stripper on the stage behind you. Okay, deal. All right, great. Well, don't go anywhere. I'm just gonna get a couple things from the ship and then I'm gonna send you a little message and you're gonna come up and meet me in the lobby. Sound good? Sounds good. She's like, cool, play it cool. And then she like walks away and disappears through the VIP door. All right, so yeah, I play it cool. So that's a good point to jump over to, let's, I think, save Jupiter for last here. Um, sorry, Jupiter. Guy, what are you up to in the med bay? Uh, so, I mean, I'm just kind of sitting on a bed. Um, and I don't really know anything else. I don't know who's gotten into the VIP. I don't know. All I know is I have this VIP pass. Um, and I know very little uh, about my, my friends' uh, pasts. But I know that Hakari was something important. Like, I knew that he played games and stuff. Mm -hmm. And since we're at a casino, I'm telling them that my name is Hikari. Okay. Um, so they're like questioning you, and you're just kind of like talking in circles and like, this guy makes no sense. And they like, they're like, we're going to come back and talk to you in a minute. Just stay here. And they leave you with like a medical droid. You know what I mean? There's a, some bot in there that's like organizing things and like checking your vitals and things like that and then it will just like power down in the corner 
sometimes. So they actually leave you alone in the med bay. Now, also, you don't just have a VIP pass. You have a security pass. You have, like, one of the security guards passes. So you're, oh, perfect. They leave you alone in the med bay. The doctors go away. You hear them talking outside, like, or the, the nurse and the medic or whatever talk outside the door for a while. And then their voices go away as they leave. And you're left alone in silence. Just like the humming of the, the refinery and the machinery around you. Perfect. Am I still wearing my clothes? You didn't switch out of your clothes, right? Right, but I don't know if they like tried to put like a you know a hospital thing on me. Or I'll whatever. leave it up to you. <laughs> Did they? No, I'm gonna say that I'm still wearing my clothes. Um, is there a closet in the room that I'm currently in? Yeah, sure. There's a small like mop closet back in one corner by a mop sink. Cool. Uh, I open it up. Is there any anything that would in there that would make me look more like a janitor than what I'm currently wearing? So, yeah, there is a... <laughs> Why don't you roll a luck check to determine... I think there's going to be something there no matter what. The luck check is going to determine the quality of cover it provides for you. A 7 out of 14. About half. I think that you find you do find a janitor outfit, but it's not to any of the current organizations that are working here. It's an Olympus Industrial outfit, which is the sign that like was out in front of the biosphere on the asteroid when you first came in. Um, the whole place is branded by this like industrial company's logo, Olympus, which is like a little triangle mountain shape. And it has like a patch like that. And it says like Olympus industrial, you know, janitorial crew. And then it has a big name tag on it that says Gus. Perfect. Yeah, I put that jacket on over my overalls. Um, oh. I also like to think the fact that I'm wearing overalls and a dirty shirt kind of also makes it look like I work there. Yeah, sure. Um, because I, I'm wearing like what I would wear at work. Uh, is there a hat in there by chance? I'm going to say with that role, no. Just a jacket, and it's a jacket for a company that no longer operates here. All right, that's fine. Um, and then I put a... Uh, I, is There's a mop bucket in there as well because it's a janitor closet it's a mop sink it's a mop sink yeah so yes cool yeah so i take the the mop bucket and i kind of put uh well like first i take off any like wires that are attaching me or vitals that are keeping me i assume that i'm fine because i faked everything Mm -hmm. so i kind of pull all that stuff off then i get out of the bed and i like pat the little vital robot and it's kind of like freaking out because it's like you know it's not reading it and i like pat it and i'm like shh 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 and then I go to the closet and I put the stuff on. Uh, and then I kind of like try and leave the room with the mop bucket and try and be as like subtle as possible. So you're like pushing a mop bucket with a mop handle, like keeping your head down, right? Yeah. Um, so you leave, you push through like this door of the med bay and it opens up to just like a rock hallway, like carved into the asteroid, you know, below this facility. You can see this hallway goes in two directions, left and right. And to the left, it goes, like, way down and then ends at, like, a big blast door. To your right, it, like, curves away to the left. Um, Is this the hallway that... uh, It's not the hallway that Karate and I were previously in? No. It's similar in style, but it's obviously a different one. Like, there's no stairs going up or down, which that hallway you were in before had. Um, And it curves... You know, at one end, it takes, like, a sharp left turn. At the other end, it goes way down and then ends at a big door. All right. uh, I'm going to check out the big blast door. Okay, uh, and I'm gonna see if there's an easy way to open it or. 
So, guy, you, like, push down the hallway with your mop whistling <laughs> till you get to the big door. And there's a little keypad there. Um, and it just has, like, a little fob. And, you know, you have your security name tag. So I'm assuming you, like, swipe it over the fob. Yeah. I, well, actually, I put my I put my ear to the door to see if it sounds like this is going to be the door to the main area. Okay. Why don't you make a notice wisdom check for me? I'm going to say this is a little bit easier to a six instead of a seven. Because the people inside are not trying to hide. Or I'll give you a plus one to it, rather. Should I add that in the modifier? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> a three. Um, no, you can't hear anything through the door. All right, well, then I, I open it with the uh, with the key card. All right, so you, like, swipe the key card, the door, like, opens up, and inside you see a bunch of young women, like, mostly topless, some in their underwear, and they all scream, like, like oh my god close the door when you walk in and you can see it's like a dressing room with makeup mirrors lining both sides guy mirrors the screams and closes the door immediately all right um what do you do after that guy no one like comes out of the door you're still alone Um, in the hallway and it looked like that was kind of like if that's the dressing room that was probably the only door in there or do you think there was, there, a, might be there was, there was, you noticed another door on the other side of the room when you opened it for just a second. All right, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to say that I go down the other hallway because I don't know anything about Aurora yet. I don't know that name. That doesn't mean anything to Guy yet. You saw um, the, so I'm going to go down the other the, hallway. You saw the commercial for Aurora um, on a big hollow screen with Karate, but I don't think you knew that she was the one that Karate was yeah. trying to get more information on. I don't know. I don't know anything about her situation. I just know she exists. Okay. Um, so I go to the other end of the hallway, uh, and I push my little bucket, and I'm like whistling. Okay. As you go around the corner, um, it goes up some like metal stair staircases, like or staircase up, uh, but it also turns off like on another right. So you come around the corner, and there's a branch, or you can go up the staircase to a door at the top of the staircase. Is there anyone visible, like any guards or anything? Not right now. No. All right, then I don't go up the staircase. I go to the other door. Okay, so it's not a door. It's just like a right-branching hallway that goes on. Oh, yeah, and, keep, and, and that probably that probably hallway. ends at a door eventually, too. But, yeah, so you start pushing down this other long stone hallway, like this metal walkway. Um, and then, like, you hear shouting coming, like, further down the way you're going from around the corner. And then guards appear in this, like, guard company outfit that's you know, you've seen around. They run past you, like, with their guns, you know, um, kind of in a line. All, all uh, excitedly talking to each other. How many? Three guards run past you, saying, "Oh, there's a secure, like some security breach. And like, watch out!" And they like push you out of the way. Um, why don't you? I think they're just gonna make a skill check to see if they notice you real quick. Sorry, am I making a roll? Nah, sorry, I was making a check for them. Oh, it didn't work though. That's weird. An eleven. So they run past you and disappear around the corner. And, like, Guy lets out a sigh of relief. And then a moment later, you hear slower footsteps, like, ping, ping, on the metal walkway from where they were, as one of them seems to have stopped and is now walking around the corner. You see one of the guards, like, come around the corner and start walking towards you. And he's like, hey, old man, can I see your credentials, please? Who are you? Like, maybe 100 feet down the hallway from you. Sure. I, uh... I'm assuming I have a wet floor sign with me as well, because if I took the mop bucket... Sure. All right, I put the wet floor sign out, and I'm like, uh, 
I just kind of start mopping. I'm like ignoring him, but I'm not trying to make it obvious that I'm ignoring him. I'm almost trying to make it seem like I can't hear him because I'm old. So as he's walking up, he says, old man, can you hear me? I need to see some credentials. And then he's like up on you and he's standing right in front of you, just waiting, like looking at you. And I, I kind of like, I'm startled. I'm like, oh, sorry about that. Names. And I look down like Gus, just, you know, cleaning the floors pretty dirty because it's, uh, it's rock hallway. So, you know, rocks are dirty. Get it. And I kind of like punch him in the shoulder, but like a joke punch. He's like, ah, don't touch me, Gus. Where did you get that jacket from? They gave it to me when I got hired. Now I know you're bullshitting. That company hasn't been here in 10 years or so. I've been here longer than Vlad's place has. Why don't you make a talk check for me? What am I checking? Sorry. I think talk, probably charisma for persuasion. Another three. You're not rolling so great today. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I know bullshitter when I see one. He's like, you haven't been here that long. Come on. What's your name? Give me that name tag. And he starts, like, trying to pull at the security name tag you have clipped under your belt. I just kind of hand it over. And I'm like, okay, please don't tell anyone. And I just hand over the name. Because it doesn't say my name, right? It says whatever. I stole it. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. so I, I just, like, I pretend like it's my real name, but I give it over. He, like, takes it. It has a picture on it. And he, like, looks at it. Oh, and, crap. And he looks at you. He's like, where'd you steal this from, huh? And I'm kind of like, what? I, I'm i old, old man. I, don't, I can't steal. I'm old. He's like, yeah, sure. You're coming with me, old man. And he, like, grabs you by the back of the scruff of your, like, over, of your overalls and, like, pushes you away from the mop bucket. And he's like, come on. You're going to the brig. My bucket! With the rest of the liars and cheaters. And he, like, starts poking you with his gun as he pushes you away down the hallway. And you guys walk away for a while down this, like, metal hallway. You know, through these carved stone corridors in the stone of the asteroid. And eventually he gets to another big blast door that just says Brig spray-painted on it real big. And it, like, opens up. And it seems like a chamber that used to contain livestock. Like cow stalls or something. And they've, like, welded iron bars coming up off the tops of the stalls to the ceiling. And you can see that, like, this is a big, open, like, warehouse-style room. And there are just cages full of people. There's a lot of empty cages, but there are cages with people in them as well, too. Like, just skinny, stinky, you know, kind of emaciated men and women huddled in corners, sometimes four or five to a cage, sometimes just one to a smaller cage, like, stacked on top. They're all stacked on top of each other. Um, and it's just extremely dimly lit in here. And he, like, pushes you with your, you know, with the butt of his gun all the way across the room, like, down to the far end, where, like, this big, fat guy, you know, in the same security guard outfit is sitting there, like, at a little table with his big pot belly in front of him, and he's, like, just eating some kind of bean protein slop out of a bowl. Disgustingly, like, you know, just, like, doing the heavy breathe while he's eating it, like the... <laughs> Yeah, and just like eating this food and you guys walk up and hello he's like huh who the fuck are you shut up prisoner and the guard with you he's like all right cool it now Jax. he's like just get him checked in as fast as you can he's like this one's a slippery one i found him wandering around in the hallways down here and jack's like you little piece of shit stupid old man well now you're mine and he's like 
your prisoner number is 1433B. And he like pulls up a log and like starts writing shit in. He's like, this is yours. And he throws like a dirty old jumpsuit at you. And he's like, go on, get changed. And the guy like pokes you with his gun as you stand there in the middle walkway. The guy's kind of like, why you're looking at me? That's right. Change right now. Guy kind of just like drops his overalls and he, uh, but as they hit the ground, like some lollipops fall out and he kind of like collects them up and like is holding them as he puts on these new, uh, this new jumpsuit. All right. So like they take your overalls from you they take your, your compad and everything else and they give it to the guy and he like logs it all away. Um, and he's like, all right, we're going to take you to your cage. You'll be sentenced next week by Vlad. And he like, you know points to a cage across the room and the other guard points you pokes you with his gun and and, like takes you over to this little cage kind of nested with three other cages and each other cage has another person in it there's like a guy and two ladies in the cages right next to you and they push you in the cage and like they lock the door and guys just like standing there in a jumpsuit and guy kind of like hello to like each of them like hello hello (laughs) uh did you see the people in the black and purple robes i want to say i did but I don't know for sure that I did. Okay. Well, uh, they all just kind of like give you scowling looks. Um, and yeah, what does guy do once he's in the cage alone? Uh, can that? Can the uh, the guy eating the beans hear me? No, like, you're is like he near me or is no. He... You're like pretty far away, like a, like a, a kind of around a winding walkway, like further across the warehouse. You know, this is like a big warehouse sized area, and there's like kind of a low chatter from other prisoners talking. Sure, so Guy is kind of like looking at everyone else and he's like, you guys don't need to worry. I'm not worried. My friends are going to get us out of here. And they're like so cool and strong and like they're, they like, they have weapons and they're like so cool and they'll get us out of here. They get me out of all sorts of danger and I'm an adventurer too and I'm not as cool as them, but they're pretty cool. And you're cool too. And he kind of like pats like a hand that's coming through his, uh, his cage. The lady that's like standing there is like, Jesus, you talk a lot. But it's kind of good. I'm getting a little lonely in here. I've been in here for six months. This is like this emaciated woman. A guy hands her a lollipop, hoping that it might make her feel a little bit better. I think they took all the guy's lollipops. They took everything out of his pockets. Guy's upset. <laughs> guy, guy's upset that he can't give this woman a lollipop. And I think this is one of the few times that guy has been visibly like shaken. I think, this whole thing, like, he trusts that his friends are going to come get him, but he's kind of like, he wants to, like, help a situation, and he feels like he can't. I feel like Guy, like, reached in his pocket to grab a lollipop for this woman and realized he didn't have any, and, like, it just said into him that he is in, like, some asteroid pirate space prison. <laughs> like, for real. Everything became real, yeah. <laughs> um, great. And, uh, cool, I think we'll cut off there for a second, and now we'll jump over uh, to Jake. Um We'll pick up with you um, kind of sitting on this couch in, like, this, like, Los Angeles, like, penthouse-style apartment, you know, that's built up into the stone wall on the back of the biosphere. And, like, you're kind of splayed out on Eddie's couch, just chilling, like, feet up on the coffee table, maybe. I don't know exactly what you're doing. But they left you alone in the living room for a minute while he, like, took Sal in the back to talk with her. What do you do? Um, well, first off, I want to look around and see kind of in a detailed manner what's around me, what's like on the on his 
communication desk in front of me because he was sitting at a big computer desk, I think. Yeah, he's got like a big like um, console station of like multiple monitors and all different kinds of stuff set up. And also, now that you've been like around him for a little bit and you've been in his apartment as he walks around, he wears a little AR visor, but also you notice he's got like jacks and wetware behind his ears and in the back of his head and all kinds of little wires coming down and hanging into his shirt, things like that. Um, so you look at his com at like his computers and his desks, and it looks like they are like running just numbers across the stream sc screen, like different sets of numbers. Some of them are dollar amounts or credit amounts and things like that attached to them. They almost look like bank accounts or something like that. You're not even really sure what it is, but they're like scrolling through this screen. And like on another screen, he's got like anime playing, you know, and like he's got like eight screens going. So there's a lot of different stuff going on. Are any of them like security of of the casino? Why don't you? Uh, none of them are like obviously security cameras. I'll say that. But for as far as like what you discern from them, I think you could hmm, maybe do an administer check. What is administer? I think that's more for like. It's like um. Bureaucracy and stuff. Right, yeah, well, that's why I think that might be good. I can do that. Why don't you do intelligence administer? Alright then, I guess I'm not noticing much. Yeah, you look at the computer and it looks like a lot of gobbledygook to you. You're too, like, overcome with trying to discern all the nonsense on the screen to notice any of the possibly useful information that might be accessible openly. And as you like get close to the computer and start peering at things, maybe touch like his computer mouse a little bit to like scroll up, like you hear like a crash in the back room and you hear him start yelling and her yelling too. And you can't quite make out the words except for like, you fucking bitch. And then like she screams at him um, and it goes back and forth and like, there's some more crashing. And then like after a few minutes that turns into the sounds of like just them fucking. Like it turns from them screaming to just like, like banging on the floor. And like you know, screaming sounds of pleasure, very passionate sounding. All right cool. then, uh, I, I guess I'd like to, since I can't discern what's going on on the computer screens, uh, what else is in the room around me? Um, there's like a kitchen, but it's like shitty. There's like open cans of food on the counter that have been like half eaten and left there for weeks. It actually smells awful, and there's flies everywhere in there. Um, so like a little kitchenette that like opens up into the living room. Now there is like this back, this other door that goes into a back room and you got a glimpse of other people in there working. Like, you know, um, sifting trays of like kind of this crystalline substance um, back there. And and uh, Eddie had yelled at them to keep working. At, as the, like the banging and screaming kind of happens, um, the door like cracks open slowly and you look over at it and then slowly like a, a little head like slides out of the door and looks out with like a little um, respirator mask on, you know what I mean? And the head like looks at you and like its eyes get wide and it like pulls its head back in and closes the door real quick as soon as it notices you standing nearby. Was it, was it one of the two people I would recognize? No, and earlier last episode like you, Eddie oh, oh I'm sorry, the... from the drug room, not from the fucking room. Yeah, from the drug room. Oh, okay, I thought you meant from the fucking room. No, no, no. From, and, like, uh... from this, like, where this room where they're, like, refining drugs, like, someone, like, pop pops her head out. It looks like some shirtless woman, possibly, with, like, a respirator mask on. 
And she like pops her okay. he head back in. But it looks like she was maybe checking on the noise or something. Regardless, the noise kind of dies down and no one comes at, comes out for a good 10, 20 minutes. So what do you do? Do you like do anything else or just wait patiently? Um. Well, I mean, if there's nothing really interesting in the room around me, and honestly, I don't know if they're watching me or not. So I guess I just, you know, know in my mind mentally that Eddie has a thing for for the ladies, you know, and uh, that there's some obviously shady stuff going on in the other room, and some big numbers that I don't understand on the screen. <laughs> okay, just... as, as you're sitting there on the couch, just like not at, at a loss for what to do, there's a knock on the very on the front door of the condo. No one comes out or says anything. I'm going to uh, knock lightly on the door that the fucking's happening behind. Say, hey, I think there's somebody at the door, but like really lightly, like ridiculously quietly and lightly. Yeah, no one answers. <laughs> All right. You kind of like wait I'm there, going... like listening for a second, and then like the knock at the door again, and you hear a voice. It's like, hey, open up. I'm gonna go open the front door and see who's there. All right, so you go and open, like swing the front door open, and this like kind of smaller gal, young gal is standing in front of you, and you recognize her. This is the girl you were waiting in line for behind, like behind her, in line for the satellite phone downstairs. And she like, her eyes like grow like surprised, and she looks you up and down, she's like, what the fuck are you doing up here? And she like, I'm just gonna scrambles and pulls a gun out and holds it out in front of her. She's like, you're not fucking supposed to be up here. Where's it? I'm not, I'm not gonna flinch at all and just in a mean face just say, Eddie said wait on the couch. She's like, uh, uh, and she like pushes past you, gun still pointing at you, like looking around the apartment. She like scoots over to the drug room door and like cracks it open and looks inside. She's like, hmm, everything seems normal. Uh, I guess I'll just... Wait on the couch. What? This is fucking weird. She like puts her gun away and she goes and sits down on the couch and says, "What are you doing here?" I needed to make a phone call. How do you know Eddie? They said I could use his phone. Who's they? The other lady. Hmm. Sal, that little bitch. Vlad'll be hearing about this. He's already pissed. She's been hanging out up here. She's not supposed to be involved with that little beaver-faced shit. I don't know. The pretty lady said I could use the phone. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think I actually gotta go. And she gets up and do starts you, walking towards the door. Do you want me to tell them that you stopped by? She's like, yeah. Just tell Eddie that uh, I'm letting Vlad know that he's got security problems here. And that uh, he's gonna need to ask Sal to stop coming up here. I think that this is getting in the way of her other job. What sells other job? He's like, you saw her? She's a waitress. She works for Eddie. I mean, Vlad. She's Vlad's main gal. Or used to be. Wait, so she doesn't work for Eddie? No, did she tell you she works for Eddie? No. I just... I don't know who's who or what's going on. No, she just been What's going on? she's just been hanging around here because she's some little unicron head. You know what I mean? She can't get off the inhalers. Like she has asthma? You're fucking hopeless. 
I have asthma. Do I they have that up here? She's like, I'm getting out of here. And she like turns and walks towards the door. And she's like, send Eddie my regards. And she like slams the door shut behind her. And as she walks out, she like grabs a huge bag of drugs off the table that was there when you came in. Like stuffs it in her book bag and then leaves. All right. You don't say anything to her about it? Nope. <laughs> don't care. Don't want to. I'm just gonna go sit back on the couch. <laughs> Alright, I think you wait for like an hour until Eddie and Sal finally wake up and like... Alright, if I'm waiting an hour, then I'm definitely gonna go raid that like rotten kitchen and probably make it even messier. Okay, just like make a huge mess. Um, we'll talk about how they find you when they come back in um, in just a minute. But for now, let's take a quick break. Um, we'll come back. We'll probably roleplay for about another hour or so, maybe hour and a half. Um, and uh, we'll f pick up where we left off with everyone and see what happens to them next. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be right back. Hey there, Star Traveler. Feeling lonesome way out there in space? You need a companion like me. Introducing the newest Amor Droid from the Coda Companion Collection, Cynthia. 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 I'm in for the long haul, good buddy. Cynthia. The Companion Collection by Coda. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Space Case. Thanks so much for waiting while we took a quick break there. Um, let's get back into the game. Jupiter, you wait on the couch for about 45 minutes. Um, and after a while, uh, Eddie reappears, this little, you know, squirrely-haired, skinny little pockmark-face-looking guy with all this wet wear coming out of his head. <laughs> he comes back out of the room in, like, a robe now. Um, and Sal does not come with him. She's, like, still back in the bedroom. And he comes out, and he's like, Ugh, sorry about that, uh, I had to take care of something, um... You were trying to make a phone call, right? I need to call my uncle on Kanos. Okay, well... You gotta do something for me first. Can you do that? Um, before that... Some lady was up here looking for you. She took a bag of sparkly stuff when she left. Oh, Nita? What did she say? She didn't wait for me? She said she needed to go talk to... To... Valdo? Vlamo? Mm. That's not good. Just then you hear like a knock, knock, knock on the door. And you hear like outside of the door like, Eddie! Let us in, Eddie! And it's like, knock, knock, knock. And then he like looks over, looks back to you and he's like, shit, that's not good. What the fuck did Nita say? Did you tell did her, you did you tell her Sal was here? I, I just told her I needed to make a phone call. Oh, fuck. That's all. Then you hear, like, another pounding on the door, and you hear again this voice saying, like, Eddie, please, let me in. I'm not going to hurt you. just need to talk. Eddie, like, runs back into the bedroom and disappears, and you can hear him, like, rifling through shit in there as the door now starts, like, boom, boom, like, almost, like, breaking out of the, the door jam as they're, like, beating on it from the other side. Do you do anything? Um, I'm gonna turn towards Eddie, who's obviously distracted, and say, 
I think I'm gonna answer the door. They seem to want to come in. He's like, don't answer the fucking door. You got a weapon? They're gonna come in here and kill your ass. What did I do? Just in the door, like, boom, like, bursts into splinters and flies into the room. And, like, Vlad is standing there in this, like, really nice suit <laughs> with these two big guards and tuxedos behind him. And, like, he walks in and, like, looks about the room. He walks up to you and he's like, who the fuck are you? I'm just trying to make a phone call, sir. And he's like, right. Uh, sit down. You need to sit the fuck down. He's like, where is Eddie? Eddie! And he, like, starts yelling and, like, walking around the room as his guards just, like, kind of spread out and, like, stand there with, with their rifles at the ready. He goes back into the room and he's like, ah, Eddie, there you are! And then, like, a minute later, he comes back out with Eddie, like, by his hair and also Sal by her hair. And Sal's, like, butt naked. Uh, Vlad is like, uh, Eddie, 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 you have caused me many problems. You take my best girl. Sal, what the fuck are you thinking? And he like whips her, like th throws her across the room by her hair and she like falls and kind of rolls by the door. And he's like, Victor, take care of her. And like the security guard, this huge dude just like scoops her up with one, like under one arm. And she just kind of like lays there limp, kind of like beating on his leg silently in silent protest. Um, and Vlad is like, Eddie, you're lucky I need you. I find you like this again. I no need you any longer. You order your little fucking friends, and he points to you, Jupiter. I'm just gonna. Sorry, I didn't mean to do any to cause any trouble. And then like, he's like, "Let's get the fuck out of here!" And he like turns, and him and the bodyguard start walking out. And the bodyguard is just like dragging this, you know, woman by like her torso, basically, with her legs dragging behind her, and she's like crying the whole way. And Eddie's like, "Fuck you, Vlad! Fuck you!" And he just like sits there in like a pile on the floor and like watches them drag this woman away. I'm gonna, uh, Vlad, or, um, uh, Eddie's like, you said Eddie was in a pile on the floor? Like, yeah, just crying. like crying, yeah. Alright, I'm gonna walk over to him, I'm gonna like, pick him up, like, lift him up, mm -hmm. and set him on the, on his chair. He's like, and then pat him on the head. He like, sniffs, and he's like, just fucking leave me, I might as well die. I got nothing left, I'm just some fucking drug slave. I'm sorry, Eddie. The pretty lady said you'd help me make a phone call. Maybe after my phone call I can help you. He's like, I don't think I can help you make your fucking phone call, kid. I just need you to get out of here now. And I'm like, gonna, like, grab him, like, by his shoulders and shake him a little bit and say, Eddie, I don't think you understand. It's really important I make this phone call. And I'm squeezing him just a little bit too tight and, like, maybe <laughs> lifting him up a tiny bit. Are you trying to intimidate him? Maybe, but like a stupid intimidation. Like, I don't have an angry look on my face at all. But I want him to know that, like, oh, maybe I should help this fucking guy if I want him to leave. <laughs> he, like, coughs and, like, squirms. Do you let him squirm out of your hands? No. No, no, he's caught in my, in my vice-like, you know, grip. Okay, at first he's like, get the get off me, and he's like crying and trying to push away, and you're just like squeezing him tight, he's like, Ugh. and he's like, fine, kid. Why don't you actually first make a intimidate check for me before he agrees to anything? He might just let you kill him, he's honestly that sad. Uh, for your check, why don't you do... Why don't you do, uh, probably a... Probably a talk check. So you could do strength in this case. 
Ooh, a six. He like coughs. He's like, "All right, <laughs> let me go. I'll fucking help you. I'll help you." Do you let him All go? Right, and then I, yeah, I set him down gingerly, pat him on the head again, and say, "Thank you, Eddie. After this, I'll help you with your problem." He like pulls out a fucking pistol as soon as you let go, and he's like, "You're not gonna fucking touch me again, and I'll still help you, but you're gonna help me with my problem first. Understood? Now back the fuck up." Back up! And he like points back behind you with his gun. I'm going to unfazedly say, Okay, Yeti, what do you need help with? And then I'm going to reach up to pat him on the head again, and then at the last second, pull my hand away. He like waves the gun like wildly at you as you try and touch him, like trying to like wave your hand away. And he's like, Don't fuck with me, okay? If you take care of this thing, I'll make your fucking stupid phone call, alright? Okay, Eddie. Thank you very much. She said you were very nice. Well, yeah, I mean, she's she was my gal. And he starts crying again. He's like, just give me she, a, few, a few minutes. I'll tell, we'll talk about what I need you to do. And he, like, spins in his chair back to his computers. All right, I'm going to go back to the couch where I assume in, like, the 45 minutes time I found something that was already opened I could eat. Yeah, for sure. Like, you get some like handful of... Some can of yeah. refried beans is what I imagine. Oh yeah, and I'm not using a spoon. Like, he has refried beans, like, on his shoulders now, where I was holding him. Um, Alright, so, uh, I think we're gonna jump away from Jupiter now, and back to everyone else. Um, Guy is still imprisoned. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what we're gonna do about that. Uh, who, who else do we have? We had... <laughs> We had Hikari and Karate were both in the strip club, right? Yes. Yep. Were any of you going to do anything? So I know um, Olivia, or Octavia rather, said that she wanted to meet back up with Karate that night. Later that night she'd be back. So you have like four hours or so probably, you expect. Do you do anything in that meantime? Blackjack! Okay. You, you want to gamble? Yeah. All right, we can do some... We'll skip back to that in a minute, because we'll just do some simple dice rolls to see if you win or not. Um, what about Hikari? Are you going to go do anything? What do you? What's your next move, Hikari? It's getting late. It's getting like 11 p.m. at night. You do have a room you haven't checked out yet. Yeah. I, I think I'll go and check out the room. Okay. Um. So, yeah, yeah. your room is in the back um, of, like, the... Not the private area, but the main area. Um, one of the, the doors right by the bathroom door has a little VIP access. And it just takes you into like a long straight hallway. And it's just got like 10 doors in it. You know what I mean? And then it's got an elevator at the end that goes up to another identical hallway above it with like 10 more doors. Um, and yours is like the very last one on the end right before the elevator. And, you know, you go back and swipe your key and check it out. It's like a tiny room. It's like literally a bed and like a little table with a desk lamp and maybe a sink. And then there's like a community bathroom back out in the casino right out in the hallway. But it's like somewhere to sleep. You don't know what the bigger bedrooms might be like. Okay. And uh, while I'm in there, I'll uh, I'll freshen up. Splash water on my face. Uh, and I'll try and text everyone again to see if... Uh, that we should uh, meet up before uh, before the morning. Okay. 
So, Guy, you hear your phone going off across the warehouse. Like, you hear your old man ringtone going off from, like, 300 feet away. Uh, so, Guy kind of, like, calls out, and he's like, that's that's probably not important. Don't worry about that. It's probably an alarm or something. All right. Um... What about Jupiter at this point? Oh, my shit's on silent. Like, I haven't even still, looked at it now. Still? Was, yeah. Okay. All right. And karate? Oh, can't hear you. I don't know. Is it because I'm playing blackjack? Oh, that's right. Okay. So, yeah, no answer, Sakari. So, I'm like frustrated that no one, <laughs> no one wants to respond to me. And, um,. I sort of uh, nervously tap my legs, and I'll, um, I guess I'll just turn in. Yeah, I'll just turn in. I'll play, uh, I'll play some chess on my compad, and I'll go to bed. Okay. Man, even though we haven't played very long, I almost want to end the session just because I'm like, I feel like we've got to this really great stopping point where like a bunch of shit's about to happen, but I don't know where to take it. Like, I feel like I need to think on this for a little bit, you know what I mean? Before I can decide where any of you guys go next, especially with like Jupiter and Guy in particular. I'm back into a corner, not a bad, yeah, right. It's not a, not a bad corner. It's a good corner because I think now a huge plot something or other needs to happen but I'm not sure what I want it to be yet. You know what I mean? So I think maybe, I know it was a really short stream, but possibly I think let's end there. Um, I wanted to have no prep and play the session with zero prepper ideas of where it could go and see where it went. And now we know where it went. And now like, I'm like, shit, I want to throw some crazy stuff into the mix. So um, you guys okay. all cool with that? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. All right, so um, thanks everyone who tuned in. Again, sorry it was a little shorter stream, but I think like uh, like Easy said, don't force it. I think to keep it keep things good, we should push our creativity to its ends and take breaks when we need to. Um, so really good session. I love all the story development that's happening. I think this casino is turning into uh, a place that's rife with intrigue, and I'm excited to see how it all kind of folds together at the end. Um, thank you guys for joining me. Let's go through our cast members real quick before we go. Do some really, really quick promos because all you guys do a lot of cool stuff. Um, let's do... Uh, <laughs> Easy shakes his head no. You do do cool stuff. You're on this show. That's very uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, I'm on this thing called Space Case. It's pretty neat. You guys should check it out. <laughs> um, we, uh, File Series, uh, you Dungeon Master a game for us here, a Harry Potter game right here on the Chop Shop Network. Uh, what's that called? What day and time can we find that? So yeah, I uh, I, I GM a Ilvermorny Harry Potter Dungeons and Dragons game uh, that is played by uh, Charlie and a couple of our, a couple other Chop Chop Shop Network family uh, members. And uh, yeah, you can check me out on there. Uh, Mondays uh, we start around eight to nine Eastern, I believe. And yeah, you can check me out on uh, Instagram at Fauceries, and I just rediscovered uh, Twitter. By rediscover, I mean I found the the posted note with my password on it. So check me out on Twitter, and um, you can you can see you can follow me there, and uh, you can find me reviewing different uh, sunflower seed and energy drink flavor combinations. <laughs> 
Also, uh, where you can berate me for being a dirty democratic socialist, and I can tell you how wrong you are. All right. Yay! Um, well, that brings us right into Rara. Um, Rara, what do you got going on? Where can the good folks find you? Oh, you know, just being a dirty communist on Twitter, as usual. <laughs> just like we like it. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Island Goth or on Instagram, Raw Raw from Guam. Um, my only two big shows this month are um, I have a, a comedy a comedy show at High Wire um, in Atlanta, and then also in Atlanta, um, the Marvel versus DC roast. I'm going to play Captain Marvel. Nice. Really excited about that one. That's awesome. That's, That's on the 25th. Show. That's a good yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll, uh, I, I'll post about it on my um, timeline and everything, so people should follow me. Definitely. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have Mr. Ruben. Ruben, where can the kids find you? Hey, kids. Uh, come on over to my podcast, <laughs> uh, where we don't have bad words and everything is fun. Uh, now, Kid Tested Mother Approved weekly podcast uh, with me and my mom. It's great. It's wholesome. It's enjoyable. It's for movie lovers. Yeah, absolutely. If, if you love movies, um, uh, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Also, uh, this is very specific, but if you're in the Bay Area, I started doing stand-up comedy, uh, and I do, I'm do. i doing Wednesday nights uh, at the Cafe Friscotti. If you're in San Jose, you'll see me there. Awesome. Everybody can def- yeah, definitely go check that out. And, um, of course, uh, you already gave your, your plug easy, but I just want to say thank you for being here and being our mutton shop commander. Hail well, to, well, hail to thee, and yeah, go ahead. Okay, so um, I don't know if you've actually noticed. Every week I plug something different. Mm-hmm. Like every single week I've given like some some fake thing that I do. And this <laughs> week, this week I don't know if you know this. I stream on Twitch under a secret bonus level is my is my uh, Twitch handle. So feel free to check me out there. Um, I actually, goatee, but. I, I actually very much endorse that shout out. Go check out twitch.tv slash secret bonus level. He is an awesome dude and a great entertainer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a good guy. Thanks for joining all you uh, lovely cast members on Space Case and all of you listening there at home. We really appreciate you guys. Just make sure you give us a follow on the YouTube because we do do this show actually as a live stream. So you can see us all on video if you're listening. You can come see what we all look like, how stupid we look. Um, and yeah. yeah. Well Yep. And uh, yeah, follow us on the Twitch and the Twitter and all the other good stuff. And we'll see you guys next time on Space Case. Have a good one.